Christopher Leonard is a busy guy these days, working on multiple television projects in addition to penning themes to some pretty great games. Welcome to Top Score from Classical Minnesota Public Radio. I'm Emily Rees. Most recently, we hear Christopher's music in the PlayStation exclusive by Sony called Starhawk, or in 2012's blockbuster from EA and BioWare called Mass Effect 3. Other projects include games in the Medal of Honor series, James Bond, Quantum of Solace, and a personal favorite of mine, Activision's 2005 western called Gun. Currently, Christopher is working on music for NBC's new show called Revolution. just been doing so many projects and there are so many that I want to talk to you about. But what we're going to start with is Starhawk because that is your most recent game that we can actually play. And this is a game that I really, really enjoyed playing. Can you talk about uh, writing music for Starhawk? Starhawk was uh, was actually, it's sort of a it's interesting. It's sort of a, a, a vague sequel to a, to a game called Warhawk that I did a, a, a few years before. Mm-hmm. In terms of uh, a lot of the flying elements and 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 um, uh, piloting elements, but it's it's pretty different and it's completely different characters and everything like that. So I didn't even know they were making this sequel, but um, but uh, a couple of the guys from Sony called me out of the blue and said, you know, we're coming down to L.A. and we want to talk to you about this project. And they said, all right, so if we were to tell you sci-fi space western and an epic <laughs> adventure. Um, mm-hmm. you know, if we were to say that, then what, uh, you know, wh- what would you say? And, and I basically just said, sign me up. And, uh, and so then we started talking about concepts and, and we actually spent quite a while talking about concepts as far as what do people think Westerns sound like? What do people think science fiction music sounds like? And what are the, the sort of the best, I mean, it was kind of fun because we got to pick the best elements of each. Um, sure. you know, we, we got to pick the, you know, the, the greatest elements of sort of the spaghetti Western world, which is the, you know, harmonicas and, and twangy guitars and the gunslinger guitars that, that Sergio Leone, uh, you know, had in all his films that Ennio Morricone scored. We got to add that together with sort of the more traditional Western stuff like, um, you know, the, the big French horns and the big uh, Western melodies that originally kind of came from Aaron Copeland and, and then try to figure out how that works out with science fiction. Um, and science fiction, of course, you've got sounds that are futuristic, but you also yep. have the sound that's sort of become expected in science fiction, which is sort of the John Williams epic orchestra approach, which sort of started with, with uh, or came back with Star Wars and, and kept going there. So, yeah. so really, I got to take sort of the best elements of four or five different worlds and, and put them all together in one score, which, you know, I'm certainly not going to complain about that.
and all those elements blend together really well in the score. And we have so many options as players as to what we're doing in any given moment. We could be flying or running around or jetpacking or whatever you want to do. And it's uh, really fun to have all those elements combined into one player experience. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what the guys at Sony and and, uh, Dylan Job, who was the producer and sort of the, the boss on this one, you know, they really wanted it, you know, they kept saying over and over again, you know, I, I want to make this a game that I want to play. Can you talk about the challenge, or if there is a challenge, of staying melodic when writing music that ends up, in in a lot of times, having to loop? I actually think maybe the melody is a savior of sorts, because I think that um, actually it's it's the pounding action music, to me, that gets sort of repetitious, and I think it's actually Mm -hmm. the melodies, it's a little less visceral and a little more emotional. Uh Originally, you know, Wagner and, and that gang were the real you know, masters of the leitmotif, but then, you know, John Williams does it so well and Danny right. Elfman does it well. And, and it's this idea of, of taking either the melody or fragments of the melody and then doing variations and then going into different instrumentation and in different orchestrations. So one mm-hmm. time, you know, in Starhawk, we have, you know, the main melody appears on guitar, it appears on woodwinds, it appears in the French horns, it appears in the basses sometimes, it appears in cello. And so sure. I think that's what we end up doing is changing the, the color, changing the tempo, but that melody still comes back or hints of that melody come back a lot or those melodies. There are quite a few of them, actually. the other projects you've had a chance to work on are just some of my favorite games of all time, including the Mass Effect universe, which we'll talk about for just a minute in a second. And also, though, an older game that you got to do called Gun. That was one of my favorite scores that I've ever written. I I definitely got extremely lucky when I was at USC because the year I was there, and it just happened to work out that way, um, Mm -hmm. the year I was there was the last year that Bruce Broughton was a professor at USC okay. and Bruce did Tombstone and Silverado which are two of my favorite westerns and it sure. was the, and it was the first year that Elmer Bernstein was there and Elmer of course oh, wow. did Magnificent 7 amongst bazillion others and was yep. sort of the, the 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 ultimate western composer in the you know 60s and and 70s so I got both of them and I was a huge western fan so I I uh, and they don't make a lot of westerns anymore. So right. I uh, I guess I got out of school and I sort of figured, wow, you know, we studied all these scores and I got to get the uh, the insight from these you know people who are sort of the best at that. And then I said, yeah, but I'll probably never get a shot to do it because who makes westerns anymore? You know, yeah. uh, very few and far between. And 
bam, all of a sudden gun, gun comes up, you know, 10 years later, and I have the opportunity to actually do a full-fledged, you know, aggressive Western, and yeah. it was just such a blast. We had so much fun doing it. on with Mass Effect um, for DLC in Mass Effect 2, right? You did Layer of the Shadow Broker and, yep. Yeah, I did two so, DLCs. So by that point, by the time DLC for Mass Effect 2 comes around, it, it's pretty clear that Mass Effect is a big deal. So what was it like stepping into that project kind of, you know, in the middle of the universe, as it were? Well, I mean, for me, I, I knew it was a big hit already. So I, I, I mm -hmm. knew I had to sort of, I had to live in their world because the world had already been created. Yep. But what I wanted to do was sort of do it a little bit my way and, and make sure that I stayed true to what they expected, but also kind of gave my thing. And I came onto the game because uh, Steve Schnur, who's the head of music at EA, um, yep. and I have been friends for a long time since I did the Medal of Honors and, and the James Bond game for them. And what he really wanted from me was to bring some strong thematic elements for um, for the Shadow Broker and to really bring some some darkness and some real thematic approaches there, but to stay in this world of hybrid orchestra meets synthesizer, you know, it, it definitely tips his hat its hat back to Blade Runner and yep. uh, old Vangelis and things like that. And I'd never gotten a chance to do that, so I was excited to, to sort of go down that world and see where that takes us. My favorite moments that you scored was, of course, the female Krogan scenes. Can right. you talk a little bit about doing that? The first thing I did was I called, you know, Steve at EA and I said, hey, is it possible for me to get permission to spend a little extra money and hire somebody pretty special to do the vocals? And I, I was lucky enough that the summer before I had been in uh, Spain at the uh, Ubuda Film Music Festival and I had uh, met the Elizabeth Scott who is a fantastic singer, and, and I ended up calling Elizabeth and said, I need you to come in and be the, the voice of this main character. And, uh, mm -hmm. and so for yep. me, it was nice to be able to use that and, uh, and create something and, and be able to collaborate with Elizabeth as well. things I've read that you really enjoy doing is conducting. I do. What do you love about it? 
Well, I mean, the first thing I love about it is to be able to be that close to the actual musicians and be able to create eye contact and an experience where, especially when you're doing something live, you're able to sort of look. And, and if you want more from somebody, if you want more from a French horn or an oboe, if you want more volume or more emotion or more whatever, you can actually sort of, it's, it's a lot of really silent communication. For me, it's such a rush and it's sort of the gift because one of the things that, that's really tough about what we do as composers is that we're so solitary and so much yeah. of this time is spent in our offices, by in our studios, by ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then to have it in your head as to what it should sound like and then walk into a room full of 80, 90, 100 of the most talented, amazing musicians you've ever met yeah. And be able to stand in front of them and have them blast this room full of what's been rolling around in your head all alone for the past five, six, seven, eight, however many weeks. Seriously, it's like Christmas morning. You know, it's like the first, <laughs> it's like coming down and the, and the Death Star is all wrapped up under the tree, you know. And it's, I often say that uh, in a perfect world, if every day could be a recording day, <laughs> that's my perfect world if every day I don't know who I don't know how the music would get written but if I could just show up at the studio every day and have them play my music over you know that would just that's the ultimate job for me I, I love it super busy in terms of television as well of course pretty much everybody i know watches supernatural and you okay. got an emmy nomination for that correct i did yes so congratulations on that thank you very much and there's a new program that you are uh, scoring right now called revolution that just got picked up again right isn't there an, uh, they got p signed on for another season or something well they got signed on for the what they call the back 9 so so they usually okay. they'll order 13 which gets you till like uh, the hot little past the holidays and that's like okay. that's like half a year and so yeah they picked up the back 9 so we're going to go all the way through into may this year and do a full season um, and nice. hopefully hopefully we'll get more Yeah, I mean, what what I love about television is that it seems to me like TV is kind of mirroring the video games that I love in terms of like these post-apocalyptic experiences or even with Supernatural, you know, those kind of scary elements that come in. And I mean, these are the things that I love to do when I'm gaming, too. So do you see crossover in what you're writing for television and games all the time? Oh, absolutely. The word film composer and the word TV composer and the word game composer is going to disappear. And the reason it's going to disappear is because games look more like movies. Movies look more like games. Most TV mm -hmm. shows are, are pulling a lot of influence from games that are out there right now and, and their style and their characters mm -hmm. and things like that. There's all this cross-pollination because mm -hmm. basically it's all going to be one thing. I, I don't know when it's going to happen, but you're going to be able to sit in your living room with surround sound and you're going to be able to watch a movie and pick the path you want to go on. You will just basically have on a suit. And you'll be in your living room and you'll be in the movie. 
Well, Christopher, thank you so much for your time today. I hope you're working on more games now or soon so we can do it all again. Oh, I would love to. I appreciate it. And you're, you're so knowledgeable and I, I appreciate uh, I appreciate uh, all the great questions. And, and uh, I'm, thanks for everybody who, who keeps playing and listening and watching. You've been listening to Top Score from Classical Minnesota Public Radio. I'm Emily Reese and our technical director is Sam Keenan. Leave us feedback by clicking on the Top Score Comments Questions link at classicalmpr.org slash topscore. You can also follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at Top Score Podcast. If you if you enjoy any of my ramblings, extract those ramblings and ramblings as an Easter egg. It's up to you because otherwise I just don't really have one. This time, this time, this time.